so glad to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about your empowerment with knowledge so you can keep more of what you make. Coming up in just a few minutes in today's Clark Rageous Moment, I have a special warning for you about a huge number of defective vehicles on the road in the United States. What you need to know, what you should do. And coming up yet later, we have hit a new record that we don't want to hit. That's the amount of debt we're carrying as Americans. I have some key advice for you to talk about debt levels. So speaking of debt, let's talk credit, credit cards. Credit card companies have been in a slugfest with each other over market share and have gone after a segment of the market with reward cards. And the reward card wars have gone on for a number of years, started dialing back about a year ago. And the change that shifted things last year was there had been massive bonuses offered for signing up for a variety of cards. And one company would do huge bonuses, and another would, and then another, and then another. Chase came out with a card that had a $450 annual fee that they projected would have a small take-up rate, but because of a giant 100,000-point bonus last year, they had massive sign-ups, and I don't know if the numbers are accurate, but there were reports in the financial press that Chase lost over $300 million on that card because of the massive number of people who signed up just to get the 100,000-point bonuses and then would blow the card out after that first year. And so the card companies started cutting back on the bonuses you could earn. Now the other shoe has dropped. With many of the reward cards, there are a package of benefits that come with them some that are travel-oriented, others that are more general, that are things like um, theft insurance or lost insurance or whatever. You have an item, first 90 days, if it is broken, lost, stolen, whatever, they replace it for you at no cost. You rent a car, you have coverage that's known as secondary for damage to the rental car, beyond what you have. Um, Some of the cards give trip insurance. So if you can't go because of a medical reason, the card covers your losses. And others extend the warranty on the item that you buy. And a bunch of other things have become more common, like identity theft coverage that just comes with paying the annual fee on a card or having the card. Well, now a number of benefits are going to go away with a number of issuers. And one of them that's doing away with a lot of them is Citibank. Across many of their credit cards, you're going to receive a notice probably in the next month's statement that will look like Um, somewhat a legal notice and somewhat like new benefits for you. I love that when a bank takes something away from you 
they do that thing where, hey, look over here, look over here, look over here. And they tell you about something new they're giving you and only bury in the mice type what they're taking away from you. So what you do need to know is that Citibank is eliminating a large number of benefits that come with many of their cards. And so when those notices come in your statement, if there are things that you're relying upon by having a Citibank credit card, you need to read what that notice says that tells you about all the great benefits you have. That's really them telling you they're taking benefits away. See what's being taken away from you and see if that card will still work for you. And I'm specifically picking on City, but it's not just them. There are a number that are doing away with benefits. And the statement that City has put out to the media, uh, I want to read just a couple of sentences. City continually evaluates our products to ensure that associated benefits best meet the needs of our customers. Due to sustained low usage, we will no longer offer select credit card benefits such as City Price Rewind and Trip Cancellation Interruption Protection as of September 22, 2019, so that we can continue providing key benefits our customers use and value most at no additional cost. No wonder nobody trusts banks. Why can't you just tell people the truth? It's not that too few people were using a benefit. It's that too many people were using a benefit. If it wasn't costing you money because nobody was using it, you wouldn't be getting rid of the benefit, would you? So just as the mileage bonuses for sign-up have eroded with so many cards... Look also for the benefits to be trimmed by many cards beyond those from City. That's why those notices you get are things that, as dry as the reading is, you should actually take the time to read them. Veronica is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Veronica. How are you? Hi, Clark. Thanks for taking my call. Certainly. How can I serve you? Well... We have a timeshare, and um, I don't want it. I don't want it. Don't worry about that. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Just been trying to um, think of a way to get rid of it. And there's a lot of um, advertisements out there about companies that'll buy it back from you. And um, I just didn't know if there was anything that was really reputable. So sadly, the offers out there that promise that they'll buy your timeshare or that they'll get it sold for you, uh, pretty much without exception or scams. And I recently talked about a timeshare resale scam that has cost people hundreds of millions of dollars around the country. People were promised that you pay this money and absolutely positively you'll never have to worry about your timeshare again. And all that happened was people lost, collectively, huge numbers of millions. So here's the problem. Think about this. Did you buy a week out of 50? Is that what you did? Yes. Oh, every, a week every two years. Oh, so a week out of, out of 100. 
basically, because they have two weeks, many of them each year for maintenance, downtime, whatever. Okay. Yeah. So think about this. Have you ever bought a home or sold a home? Yes. So you're selling it one time or buying it one time. Think about your timeshare. They had to sell each unit a hundred times over. The cost of doing that is off the charts because you know how expensive it is just buying or selling a single home, right? There's so many expenses. So with a timeshare, it's a defective purchase because all the money you're paying is for the marketing, the commissions, and sales expenses. There's no real intrinsic value on that week. And that's why, regardless of what you paid for it, that week it has no value in the secondary marketplace okay so so that's why uh, generally a timeshare is what's referred to as a negative sale you have to pay somebody to take your timeshare off your hands and assume the legal obligation for the uh, annual fees and whatever weekly fee you're charged Right. So I wanted to give you a couple of ideas how you might hurt yourself the least getting rid of that week. Okay. All right. Number one, I don't know how many years it's been since you stayed there, but go stay there. We actually are going to go in September. That's fantastic. Because while you're there, that's one of your best opportunities to get somebody to want your timeshare somebody else who's there maybe there's somebody who already owns a timeshare they like timesharing they traded for a week at the place maybe they're having a good time do you have a nice pool area or a public area at that timeshare yes so you use that if you have the personality to do so as chance to meet other people and maybe see if there's somebody there who's crazy enough to want your week okay and so the high touch thing <laughs> The high-touch thing may be your most effective strategy. Uh, second thing is there's a site I've talked about called Vacatia mm-hmm. that has a vacation selling site where really you're paying somebody likely to take it. But if you go to vacatia.com, you'll see there how to sell my timeshare briefing and how their thing works. The third thing is the timeshare users group. Have you ever heard me mention them? Uh, No. So the web address is a little funky, but it's TUG, T-U-G, for timeshare users group. And then the number two, the digit two, dot net, N-E-T, instead of dot com, dot net. And you'll find there will be a users group for your particular timeshare likely most of them will Mm -hmm. be there and you want to see if anybody who has a timeshare where you are is interested in it or you can just talk to other people who own units there and find out how other people have gotten rid of theirs if they wanted to or whatever you just learn from each other oh okay and you might find a buyer there as well at the timeshare users group but don't believe any of these people who say, oh, pay us, and you'll never have to worry about it again, because all that happens is you've paid them, and you have to worry about it next week, too, just like you did this week. 
Tracy's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Tracy. Hey, Clark. Thanks for taking my call. Certainly. You have a daughter who is how old? She's 17. She's going to be a senior this fall. And she is already worried about what she's going to do with her life? (laughs) Well, I guess she just wants, or she wants direction. We want direction. Um, She loves college. I mean, she loves high school. She loves every class she takes. She doesn't even have a sense, really. When you ask her, she says, just no, I don't want to do anything musically. And so she's going to go into school, college with some AP credits. And I had talked to a friend who recommended her taking, you know, like some tests people offer online um, to give her some focus and direction and even help her write better essays to get into some of these schools that are very competitive to get into. And my understanding is she'd have a better a more objective view of her strengths, weaknesses, you know, passions and personalities better than what I would give her, right? Or just a more objective. So you're thinking you're thinking of her taking like a career kind of test as a senior in high school. Yes, sir. Huh. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind, okay? Sure. All right. So first of all, if you think about when your daughter's in her mid thirties the overwhelming number of jobs that will exist. I just want you to fast forward, okay? The, okay. The overwhelming number of jobs that will exist don't exist today. There are things that we don't have vocabulary for. We don't even know. We can't even imagine what they're going to be. You know, the job market changes so much. If you were to dial back in your life 20 years ago and think about what people were doing versus what they're doing today, it's so different. So... Right. I would not worry that much about this because what she's going to want to do will emerge over time. And even what she wants to do initially will change over time because the job market is such a fluid, ever changing thing. Right. And when she gets to college, remember this the first couple of years of college, most of what you take are, are prereqs, regardless of what your major is going to be. She's got time to find what excites her and interests her when she gets to a campus, knowing again that she's got to be prepared for what she does to change so much over time. And at college, the uh, Career Counseling Center will have for free, usually, career testing she can do and find areas of interest. I know my oldest daughter did that while she was in school, and that was helpful to her, but Doing it now, give her some time to breathe and learn before she starts trying to find her track. Today's Carcrageous Moment concerns people who own Ford Focus or Ford Fiesta vehicles. There was a long-form investigation by the Detroit Free Press relying on corporate documents at Ford and interviews with insiders and Unfortunately, Ford knew and continued to sell a defective transmission. They knew that the transmission they were selling is defective. It has led to injuries for people, no fatalities known about. If you own a Ford Focus or Ford Fiesta with transmission problems, the Ford dealers have been instructed to tell you, oh, must be how you drive, whatever, not own up to the problems with the transmission according to the investigation by the Detroit Free Press. There are a million and a half of these still on the road. 
I want you to know that if you have a Focus or a Fiesta and are having problems with it, with its reliability, with how it drives its transmission, that I want you to see a link we have on Clark.com of the Detroit News investigative report. Go armed into the Ford dealer. That's an that's a expression, not a weapon. Armed with knowledge that you were able to advocate for yourself and get Ford to properly repair your Focus or Fiesta. It should not come out of your pocket. You should have a vehicle that is sold that is reliable, not defective. And shame on Ford for selling a vehicle that they knew was defective from the ground up. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you learning ways to save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our main website. So think about what I just said. Save more, spend less. Always about putting money aside first so that you take care of your future. Well, we as Americans have hit a new all-time record of outstanding debt. So it is a collective shocking number, but overall consumer debt is coming close, according to the New York Federal Reserve, to $14 trillion. $14 trillion. And I know once it gets past a billion, it's hard to get your arms around it. But that's, what is that? Is that $1,400 billion? $14 trillion? Whatever, it's a lot. So the actual number is thirteen seven. so I exaggerate. But the fact is that we have been borrowing money at a very, very rapid clip over the last three years, four years. Uh, People have been taking out new vehicle loans at the average highest purchase price in history, approaching $36,000 for an average vehicle, taking out long-term loans uh, that are dangerous because you're upside down owing more on the vehicle for pretty much the life of the loan. And so we have these vehicle payments, credit card debt. Uh, People who went to college may have large student loan debt, mortgage debt, and this is on my mind so heavily because just two days ago, I hear an ad that was a lender doing an ad about somebody, it was like a little skit about how, oh, I can't stand all this credit card debt. And then the announcer comes on and says, oh, just borrow against your home. And I'm like, oh, no, this is last decade all over again. I mean, I think about those billboards that polluted the country mid-last decade. They were all about buy a boat, take a trip, refinance your debt. Borrow against your home with a home equity line of credit from this bank or that bank or the other bank or whatever. Well, we saw where that played out, right? You are not, as the commercial said two days ago, eliminating your debt. It's a term it used. Eliminate your debt by taking out a home equity line of credit. Really? 
Okay, so wait. So we have deck chairs. We're on a boat. It's called the Titanic, okay? If I rearrange those deck chairs, the Titanic is still going down, right? To take credit card debt you have and then put your home at risk by borrowing against it is a hideously awful, terrible, rotten idea. Now, if we had old audio from last decade, Joel and Kim, how many times did you hear me say that last decade? A lot. A lot. That's a scientific number. <laughs> a lot. 14 trillion, something like that? Yeah, maybe 14 trillion <laughs> times. And it's like I might as well have been talking to the wall. And then here it comes again. Okay, so let me review with you. You are not eliminating debt when you get conned into one of these loan consolidations. You are not eliminating debt when you do a home equity line of credit. What are you doing when you take out a home equity line of credit where you move credit card debt over? What you're doing is you're now putting your home at risk for what you bought on Visa or MasterCard. Not a good idea. Don't do it. That's not a gray rule, is it? Don't do it as clear as could be. Now, starting with a gentleman. Oh, wow, that's weird. That was two days ago also. Who was asking me he'd gotten ripped off by a credit repair company. And he was asking me what he could do about it. And as we talked through things, it had to just be looked at as lost money that got taken by the credit repair scam. But the truth is that these people who tell you they're magically going to make your debt go away, they're lying. And it's hard work. And it starts with something that for years I never even really talked about because it wasn't the problem it's becoming again with levels of debt. And that is the NFCC, the National Foundation for Credit Counseling. If you are in a position where you're susceptible to being excited by somebody who says they'll make your debt magically go away with a consolidation or putting it against home equity or going to them, they're magically going to wave their wand and the debt's going to go away. If you're susceptible to those pitches, it means you need to get in and meet with a debt counselor and an affiliate of the National Foundation for Credit Counseling, again, at nfcc.org. John joins us on the Clark Howard Show. John, your hey, life Clark, is going the other direction from what <laughs> I was just talking about. You are a saver, not a spender. Is that right? We're trying to follow your advice, save more, spend less. We've been doing that. So, you know, first of all, I just have to say thanks. My family, I've forced them. I mean, I've, I've converted them to listen to all your uh, shows, and it's really helped us a lot. So we really appreciate uh, what you do. Force them to listen. That sounded so well. That was for so the kids. Unfriendly. They, they've, <laughs> they've grown up now. They're both. They got out of college without debt, so I think they uh, they, they get it now. now for sure. Great. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, you know, I, this is. I want to first of all say we're we're very blessed and we feel very lucky. So this, uh, some people might hear this and think uh, that's not a big problem, you know. But we're trying to do the best with what we've been, you know, given, right, or that we've saved. So we just want to be smart with it. So um, I think uh, my both, both my wife and I have good jobs, and we're looking at retiring early. And uh, the problem is, is um, Roth 401ks and Roth were not really um, available uh, to us uh, when we first started working, and then we started making too much money. So about 97% of our um, I'll say the number if that's okay. I mean, we sure. accumulated about 1.7 million. Um, that's and, fantastic. That, yeah, it's it's probably 97, 98 percent is pre-tax. Okay. And I've I've listened to you, and I believe taxes will go up in the future. I, I someday it will. It'll happen. Um, but um, so I'm looking at conversion um, uh, strategies, and since we're going to retire early, when we retire early. Uh, we're going to have several years where we have no income. We're going to be living to stop savings that we've saved up. We have plenty of cash to live off of for several years. And I was wondering if that would be a good time to do a conversion. And if so, how and how much could we do? You know, I mean, I probably yeah. That's actually that's are. that's a uh, very time-tested strategy. Is that you'll be at a point in early retirement where your income levels will be much lower. And so you just gradually convert where kind of the trigger under the current tax code is as long as you keep your, what's known as your marginal tax rate, what your next dollar will be taxed at, at 24% tax or below, that's how much you can convert in a particular tax year. Okay. 24% or below. Okay. And then you get that money uh, converted from a traditional to a Roth, and you do it in dribs and drabs so that that money has continued years to grow, and you're able to have as many years as you can before you need to use any of that money. Otherwise, there's not much benefit to True. you doing the conversion. No, I, yeah, we we have that. We'll have that ability to do that. We're not going to. We're not planning to take out any until till we're forced to, whether that's seventy and a half or seventy one or seventy two or whatever it might be in the future. We're going to delay that as long as possible because, thanks to you and uh, your advice too, we we ended up with two rental homes. We we just kept the homes we lived in and we moved on, and so we have no debt on any of our three homes. Two of them are rentals and. Uh, We'll have income from that. And, and you did this raising two kids as well. Yeah, yeah yes. Yeah, and they're, they got them out of college with no debt. So that was... Right. So uh, what do you say to okay. your fellow listener who has kids, they feel like there's never enough money just to cover current bills. What have you done as a family in your lives that's made it possible for you to live on significantly less than what you make? Um, I, well, I mean, getting advice from shows like yours, right? And then I think being willing to sacrifice the near term for the, for the future that, you know, I, I didn't drive the fanciest cars. I have my, my, my SUV has got 140,000 on it. I love it. And it's just getting started in the, and, uh, you know, we break a few rules, like we buy cars brand new for cash, but we buy them brand new because we want to make sure we know how they've been taken care of. But then we keep them for 
12, 15 years. So I, I think living below your means, obviously that's what we did. We lived below our means. We didn't need to have the best, fanciest, you know, whatever it was, insert whatever you're looking at. And we got what, uh, what worked, you know, well, what, what we needed. Well, that is fantastic. And it, and it really does start and end with that is that you have a mentality where you live on less than what you make, that that is the core to building financial independence in your life. And that's why there's the whole FIRE movement, financial independence, retire early, is people who don't want to be on that endless treadmill of always having to worry about what bill is going to be in the mailbox. And you set an inspiring example for people, and congratulations to you on what you've been able to accomplish and what you're going to continue to be able to accomplish. And if you haven't heard this before, if you keep driving the vehicle you have, that alone makes a significant financial impact on somebody's life versus getting new vehicles routinely. Driving a vehicle till you have to leave it by the side of the road is an odd but key piece to having the ability to live on less than what you make. And Luke, you want to continue this conversation we were just having with John. Luke, you want to make sure people know about how to handle money before it's too late in their lives. Is that right? That's right. I've been uh, working with just family and friends, teaching them things that you teach us on, switching to high-interest savings accounts, opening up Roth IRAs, 429 plans, knowing your credit score, all those sort of financial strategies. I've been doing those for people I know for fun. I've been enjoying it. And I wondered, is there any local volunteer app, uh, opportunities that you would recommend for someone like me who loves to help people with financial strategy? That is a great question. And there, there is no national clearinghouse I know of to know about financial education or literacy programs in an area, in a state, in a city. But there are ad hoc efforts like that going on around the country where in local communities there may be an organization you can volunteer for, Luke, and have an impact on people with their money. And um, uh, I'm going to see if producer Kim can find one for you where you live. And it is something that would be great if it was a routine kind of thing that there were volunteer organizations around the United States where you could get free basic educational uh, financial education because obviously we as Americans need it, don't we? Yes, we do. And so do you find, and I'm just curious, and this is, this is something you're just going to have to guess on, when people get advice from you, how well do you feel they run with it? How well do you feel they adopt the advice that they've asked you for? Um, it depends on how hands-on I am. Sometimes uh, I'll sit down with them, and if I sit down with them at the computer and like work with them through opening up an IRA or an online savings account, uh, they will do it. But if I tell them, it's not often as good as if like you have somebody there with you stepping you through. 
So you almost have to be there doing more than just telling. You have to actually help them do it and be there present babysitting them at the keyboard. Uh, at least for the cases that I've worked with, yeah. Well, that is interesting. And hang on and let's see if we can give you a resource where you live so you can do this for others that you can serve them because there's such a crying need for this. And I'm so glad you're there and I'm so glad about others who've been able to come up with a way to live their lives on less than what they make. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question for me at Clark.com slash ask. Then producer Joel gets to be you. All right, Clark. I'm going to be Patricia here for a second, and she's got a question about changing her power company. There's a new company, she says, using solar, wind, et cetera, that's purchased in bulk and then charges consumers when they sign up for them. The, the purpose is using alternative energy for their own home, and it would help lower their utility bill, she says. So what do you think of that idea? All right. So what they're doing is they're a bulk buyer of power instead of it being installed at your house they say they're buying it from energy producers and then making that power indirectly available to you so you're buying it won't won't actually serve your house but the idea is that you're maybe serving the greater good now the problem is is that companies have been doing this have not had a great track record of public trust like one of the ones that I've had a number of calls about lately, people have been very busy filing complaints about them with the Better Business Bureau, saying all kinds of odd charges are appearing on credit card statements or debiting from checking accounts. And the reality, something I need to address soon, is that the cost of you installing your own solar at your house has come way down in the marketplace. And instead of getting involved in some kind of credit scheme where you're buying the equivalent of, of, of green energy, maybe you install your own green energy at your house because now the price of that has dropped so much that the payback is a lot more clear than it used to be. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.